Good morning, church. It is so good to be with you this morning. I'm excited to be with you, whether I'm in your lounge room, don't know where I am right now, maybe outside catching the sun, but it's so good to be with you. I can't tell you how excited I was this morning when I arrived and I saw actual real people. So uh, that was very exciting. The only person I've seen pretty much for the last week is my son, Chris, and I love Chris, but it's nice to see other real people. So we've been looking at the theme recently, what are you thinking? Have you ever been asked that question, maybe when something dramatic happened? What were you thinking? I know growing up, just to give you a bit of history, I'm the uh, middle child, might explain a few things, uh, with two brothers, I love both of my brothers, and my my parents used to ask that question of my older brother all the time, what were you thinking? So... um, Parents, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you've asked that question of your children recently. What were you thinking? So here's some stories about my older brother. There was that time that um, he decided to jump off the carpot roof, as you do. And my parents asked, what were you thinking? Uh, There was the time that he made a billy cart in the 70s. We all made billy carts. Maybe give me a a thumbs up if uh, you made a billy cart. I see a few thumbs up here. Uh, So he made a pretty cool billy cart um, and he took it for a test run, as you do, down Yanka Road. Now, where I grew up in West Pimble, Yanka Road was a very, very steep road. We grew up on a cul-de-sac, but uh, Yanka Road was a very steep road, so he decided to take it for a test run down the hill on the footpath. He was pushing the billy cart, he was smart, and his friend was in the billy cart. You can imagine what happened. They got to the bottom of the gully, the billy cart veered off onto the road in front of the car. Oh my goodness. Thankfully, no one was seriously hurt. Of course, when um, my brother got home with his friends, the whole neighbourhood knew. Back in the day, that's what it was like. My parents asked, what were you thinking? So I'm going to ask you that question today, church. What are you thinking? It's a good question for right now. I've been asking myself that question as we get deeper into lockdown. So here's the thing about lockdown. No matter who you're locked down with, there is one person you cannot escape. Have you noticed that? It's you. You cannot escape you. You can't escape yourself or the thoughts in your head. Here's a funny thought. Thanks, Gillian. You posted this on Facebook yesterday. I thought I'd borrow it. Thank you. Don't bother walking a mile in my shoes. That would be boring. Spend 30 seconds in my head. That will freak you right out. Can anyone relate to that? Maybe give me a thumbs up if you can. So Ben spoke two weeks ago on the topic of thinking at a higher level. And he shared some ABCs of our thoughts. Our thoughts align us, thoughts build us, and our thoughts create for us. It was really a what sermon. What do good thoughts do? And then last week, Ben spoke on the topic, see, I was listening, the mindset of an overcomer. And he gave us some tools on how to think like an overcomer. So today I want to continue with that theme and I want to look at how we think thoughts that shape who we are. So the title, if you're taking notes, is Thoughts That Shape Who We Are. So your thought life shapes your identity and your destiny. Proverbs 3, uh, 23, 7. 
You probably know this one well. It says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So what this verse is actually saying in its original context is that a man's true identity, who he truly is, is determined by what is going on in his heart. So you've probably heard this uh, phrase, thoughts maketh man, and it's true, they do. So what we're talking about today is our identity, our thoughts about ourselves, about God, and about others determine our identity. And our identity is directly linked to our destiny. In other words, what I believe about myself, what I believe about God, and what I believe about others will determine where I go, my destiny. So it's pretty important right now to think about what I'm thinking about. Proverbs 4.23, you probably know this one really well. It'll come up on your screen. It says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So what's interesting is that the Hebrew word for heart is lave. And it means not just the heart metaphorically, but also the inner man, the will, our mind and our understanding. So the writer is saying that we should guard our hearts, but also our minds, our place of understanding. I love the way that the Passion Translation puts this verse. Proverbs 4.23 in the Passion Translation says this, so above all, guard the affections of your heart. Don't you love that? The affections of your heart. For they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from there flows the wellspring of life. So I honestly don't know if there has ever been a more pertinent time for this verse than right now. It's a weird season, right? Right now we need to guard our thoughts, our discernment, our decision-making. And this verse encourages us to pay attention to the welfare of our innermost being. So I want to ask you today, how is your innermost being? How are you going? How is your soul, your mind, your will and your emotions? What are you thinking and how are those thoughts affecting your feelings and your choices? So here's the thing. I've got a few visuals for you this morning. We often use the phrase train of thought. So I brought uh, Thomas the Tank Engine along. Those of you who've got kids know Thomas the Tank Engine really well, maybe too well. Uh, this was actually my 27-year-old's Joshua, and um, he's actually a robotics engineer now. So there you go. Start with Thomas the Tank Engine, never know where you might go. So uh, we use the phrase train of thought all the time. Thoughts take us somewhere, don't they? They take us to our journey, to our destination. One thought leads to another thought. Think engine and courage. Thoughts are linked and in the end they cause a reaction to our brain, to our body, which causes us to go into action. So I'm, um, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'd like to be, maybe. Uh, I think it'd be kind of cool. But I understand that neuroscientists can now map the activity in our brains. That's pretty scary, isn't it? 
we can watch a thought as it's being formulated, which I think is incredible. So by the way, I'd recommend that you check out Dr. Carolyn Leaf's uh, books, her podcasts, she's on Insta or Facebook if you want to learn more about this. So basically, we would uh, do well to pay attention to our train of thought. So a good question to ask yourself right now, and um, I've had to actually stop myself in my tracks, a bit of a dad joke there, and uh, ask myself this question, Felicity, where is this train of thought taking you? So it's a good question to ask right now. Here's a, here's a few questions that you can ask yourself in this unusual season. Where is that train of thought taking you? Are you really sure you want to go there? Because that's a good question to ask. Has your carriage come unstuck from the main engine? In other words, are you following a train of thought that God never led you to? Is this thought linked to truth? There's a good one. Because truth for us should be the engine that drives the whole thing. Think of truth as your Thomas the Tank Engine. So is this thought linked to truth? Because if it's not, do I want to catch that train? Have you been derailed in your thinking? Hmm, sila. Pause and think about that one. It would honestly be very easy right now to be completely derailed in our thinking. If we're not linked to truth, if we're not linked to what God is saying to us. So today I want to share with you three, just checking out three fingers there, three, I can still count. Uh, does anyone wake up in the morning and think, what day is it? Like seriously, what day? I knew it was Sunday today. Every single day, right? It's Sunday, by the way, just if you're wondering. So I want to give you three really simple keys this morning on how to stay healthy in your thinking because thoughts really do shape who we are. And I'm just going to let you know, I have been preaching this message to myself over the last several weeks because I need to hear it. So I pray that we will really encourage you today. So the first one, number one, is cancel the noise. Cancel the noise. Now, like many of you, I have been working from home with my hubby, who's also been working from home. Yeah. So uh, Steve isn't watching this right now. Uh, he's actually in Kuma with a crew from his work, uh, working on the Snowy Hydro 2.0. So he's not watching this. So you guys won't tell him, will you? Uh, he's kind of working 15 days straight and then they come home. So working from home with your hubby, right, it has its highs and its lows. Anyone know what I'm talking about? May <laughs> Lows, yeah. Uh, maybe give me a thumbs up on Facebook if you know what I'm talking about. So some of the highs have been that we've had lunch together. It's been really nice to have lunch with Steve. That doesn't happen very often because he has lunch at 12. I have lunch about 3 sometimes. Um, I've enjoyed seeing his handsome face. That's been nice. I miss his handsome face at the moment. Let's talk about some of the challenges. In one word, noise. Steve is so noisy on the phone. Basically, I have a hubby who's been working in uh, the factory environment, uh, project managing for pretty much all of his adult life. 
So he doesn't really have a quiet office voice. He only has one volume, and it's loud, really, really loud. I'd kind of call it your outside voice. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Give me a thumbs up if you know what I'm talking about. Often I say to him, honey, use your inside voice. So for the first couple of weeks when we were both working from home, he was in the front of the lounge room, I was in the kitchen on a beautiful high table with the north-facing um, light coming in. After a couple of weeks, I thought to myself, I can't do this. Help me, Jesus! But then I discovered these bad boys. Noise-cancelling headphones. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think there's ever been a better invention than these guys. Better than Robovax, better than the microwave oven. They're incredible. So do yourself a favour. If you're working from home with your hubby, get yourself a pair. So I, uh, I plugged them into my MacBook, listened to some beautiful uh, instrumental worship music, no lyrics because it's too distracting. And suddenly I thought, I can do this. I can actually do this, which was exciting. So here's my point on this. There is a lot of noise out there right now. Have you noticed? There's grey noise, pink noise, white noise. There's actually different coloured noises, apparently. You can research it. But basically, there is a lot of noise. And a few months ago, I realised I need to cancel out the noise. Noise is really the endless clamour that stops you hearing from the voice of God. So for you and I, what constitutes noise might be different. For me personally, it's on social media. It's the many differing views on everything from COVID-19, the vaccination, the efficacy, the risks, decisions of our political leaders. All of those viewpoints is noise. Some days noise is just the many, many news updates or that 11am press conference every single day. Naturally, each one of us wants wisdom, we want discernment, we want right thinking in relationship to those subjects. But for me, scrolling endlessly on Facebook for hours and hours and hours is not where I'm going to find wisdom. That's not your source of wisdom. For me, it was only filling my head with noise. You know, the Bible likens us to sheep many times. Don't get mad at me. Jesus, even Jesus, calls us sheep. In Isaiah 53, 6, Isaiah says this, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. It's a great Colin Buchanan song. Shout out to Anthony and the Kids Church team who are doing an awesome job at the moment. They really are. Here's the thing. We can be like sheep sometimes, we can get into thinking like the mob. It's called groupthink. We can actually let others do the thinking for us. I've done it. We've all done it. Or here's the wonderful thing. We have an alternative. We can cancel the noise, right, and listen to the still, small voice of God. Even Jesus, who is God, whilst he walked on the earth, he regularly withdrew from the crowd and cancelled the noise to hear the voice of his heavenly Father. Mark 1.35 says this in the NIV. 
Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 5.16, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke 6.12, one of those days Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. So Jesus frequently withdrew to a lonely place, a secluded place away from the crowd to pray. He cancelled the noise of the crowd so that he could hear the voice of his heavenly dad. If, if Jesus needed to do that, how much more do you and I in this crazy season need to cancel the noise? So I want to ask you, first of all, what are some of the practical ways that you can cancel the noise this week? Number one, cancel the noise. Number two, tune your ear. So back in the day when I first moved away from home, um, I was 20, moved back to Sydney, I really missed music and having musical instruments around because my family were pretty musical. Uh, my mum was musical, both of my brothers were musical. And so we had a piano, we had a guitar, we had a mandolin guitar harp, which apparently is um, like an ancient instrument now. We had a melodica. Maybe give me a thumbs up if you know what a melodica is. Uh, we had harmonicas, we had xylophones, we had recorders. Who loves the recorder? Mums and dads. Do I see any hands? So when I first moved away from home, I bought a classical guitar and I learned to play it at the Sydney School of Guitar. Learned how to play classical guitar and Spanish guitar. And I loved it. What I learned very quickly when I started learning guitar is how quickly the guitar goes out of tune. It needs regular tuning. So in order to tune a guitar, I used a pitch pipe. Yes, it's a thing. Look it up. I know these days we use a tuning app. But um, I was always so surprised how quickly my guitar would go out of tune. You could tune it an hour later, you need to retune it. And that's because guitar strings are affected by the atmosphere and by what's going on around them. And, you know, that got me thinking, we're a lot like guitar strings, are we not? We're also affected by the atmosphere surrounding us. Our atmosphere can affect our thinking, right? So when I ask you today, as I ask myself this same question, are you tuning your listening are you tuned into the Holy Spirit or are you tuned into another voice? Here's the thing. Pastor Ray Andrews, great friend of the house from Lifehouse Church in Coffs Harbour, he always says this. Are we listening to the voice of the shepherd, Jesus, the good shepherd, who loves and cares for his sheep, who actually gave his life for us? Are we listening to him or are we listening to the voice of the butcher? who cares nothing for the sheep and is simply leading his sheep to the slaughter. So there's an easy way to discern the source of the voice. The voice of the butcher, the enemy, sounds like this. It's critical, judgmental, hateful, harsh, destructive, controlling, condemning, fear-inducing and full of despair. The voice of the good shepherd sounds very different. 
It is loving, kind, encouraging, life-giving, edifying. It builds you up, comforting and full of hope. So which voice are you listening to? Which voice are you listening to? You know, tuning our thoughts can be simple as asking ourselves, is this thought obedient to Jesus, the anointed one? Is this something Jesus would say to me? Obviously, one of the key ways to tune our ears to hear Holy Spirit is by prayer. And I've learned, uh, particularly more and more recently, that prayer is so much more about listening to God than it is about speaking. You know, we have two ears. You've heard it said before, one mouth. The best definition of prayer that I've ever heard is that prayer is all about us aligning our hearts with the heart of God. I loved what Sammy Orr said in the City Church devotional. If you haven't got onto it, you should get onto that. This is what she said. Prayer isn't about us uh, trying to change God, but about God changing us, changing our hearts and our thinking. So I, I love Philippians 4, 6 to 7. This is the last verse we're going to look at today. And it says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So you could put it another way, worry about nothing, pray about everything. Prayer aligns our hearts with God's heart and it tunes our ears so we can think in a right way. So number one, cancel the noise. Number two, tune your ear. Number three, my final point, check your tune. So we all know the definition of an earworm, right? It's that song you can't get out of your head. During the Olympics, how good were the Olympics? I love the Olympics. Give me a thumbs up if you enjoyed the Olympics. Um, obviously, it was... It was sponsored, Channel 7 was sponsored by Google. So we saw the Google ad with the lady who buys groceries for a neighbour. Remember the ad? The song went... Sing along. I can hear you. Very good. So songs get stuck in our head and thoughts also get stuck in our head. So I want to ask you today, what are the thoughts that you find on repeat in your head? Check your tune. What is the tune you're playing? Because you see, those thoughts, those recurring thoughts, they carve out neural pathways in our mind. And those neural pathways are creating a belief system. Here's another quote from Pastor Ray Andrews. He always says this, We don't control our belief system. Our belief system controls us. Hmm. Pause and think about that. So what Ray is saying is absolutely true. We all have a deeply rooted belief system and that belief system controls you. It controls how you think, how you behave. It's the control room. It's what's going on in our hearts. It's kind of the Proverbs 23.7 concept. We go back to the beginning where I started. As I think in my heart, so am I. That determines who I am and my identity. So as I wrap up today, one more scripture. I know I said that the last one was 
Romans 12.2, it's a favourite of mine. It says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. I'm going to say it again. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So I want to encourage you today, check your tune. It would be very easy to conform right now to the pattern of this world, to the, to the tune that the world is playing. Have you noticed what that tune sounds like right now? It's full of fear, distraction, confusion and division. We could conform to that pattern or we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know, the word for transformed is metamorpho and it means a metamorphosis. It literally means a metamorphosis. It's a complete transformation. It's what happens when an ugly little chrysalis turns into a beautiful butterfly just like this. And I love the promise of this scripture. It says this, so we can test and approve what God's will is. In order to do that, we need to renew our minds regularly and renew our thinking. So here's the good news. I love this book. I read it years ago. The brain that changes itself. The good news is the brain can change. This book proves it. And it proves what we've always known which is in the Word, in the Bible. This has been saying this for thousands of years. Paul wrote it thousands of years ago. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, totally renewed by the renewing of your mind. Isn't it great that science has caught up with what we've always known to be true? Your brain can change. You can change your thinking. You can be transformed as your mind is renewed. You can change a faulty belief system. Sometimes we do need to change our tune. Sometimes our belief system needs to be uprooted and regrown. So I want to ask you, what tune are you playing in your head? What do you need to unlearn? Does your tune sound like Philippians 4.8? Is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it excellent or praiseworthy? Because they're the things that God says about you. Maybe you've got to unlearn some things. What lies about yourself do you need to drive out with truth? What does the truth sound like? What does the truth sound like? What does it sound like? What does God's song sound like today? Well, I'm glad that you asked that because as I read this word, it's a word to me, it's a word to you. It's a healing lullaby. You can go to sleep knowing God loves you more than words could ever express. He really does. His song sounds like a redemptive refrain. From beginning to end, it's a song of redemption. God has rescued you. He's done it before. He can do it again. Amen.
It's a victory anthem. Guess what? Jesus won. Yes, he did. And you and I win as well. And it's a love song written just for you. So church, I hope that encourages you today. Thoughts that shape who we are. How do we think right thoughts right now? Number one, cancel the noise. Number two, tune your ear. And number three, check your tune. I pray that will be an encouragement to you today. And you know, we've been talking about making good decisions. And the greatest decision that you can ever make is the one to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. I did that over 30 years ago and honestly it was the best decision I've ever made. Will your life be perfect from this point on? No, it won't. But you know what you have? The sure knowledge that God loves you, the sure knowledge that you are loved, that you are part of his family, you find hope and you find a purpose. So maybe you're watching today and you've never made that decision or maybe you did it a few years ago and you feel today's the day to, to recommit. So I would love to uh, lead you in a prayer. It's just as simple as opening your heart to Jesus. So let's pray. And if you would like to join with me, you can do that at home. So Lord Jesus, we need you. We cannot live without you. Thank you, God, that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. Lord, I open my heart to you today. I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and my Saviour. And I receive the gift of salvation today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, church, I hope that encourages you today. And if you prayed that prayer maybe for the first time, or maybe it's a recommitment, we would love you to watch this video to see ways that you can connect with us as a church. Be blessed. If you are new or have made a decision to follow Jesus, we'd love for you to head to our website, citychurchau.com. Scroll down to the I'm new or follow Jesus tab. Once you click on that, a form will appear. Fill out your name, your email and a message and send it off. Once we get this, one of our staff will contact you.